0: Shit Dad
1: Podcast. Celebrating the mistakes that all parents make. You're listening to the Shit Dad Podcast. G'day, g'day and welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast where we try to change you from lad to quintessential Aussie dad while celebrating the fatherhood wins and bins that come with it. I'm Nick. I'm Cam and I'm Dave. And this episode we welcome another fantastic guest for you, Father of Six, Nerd Extraordinaire, Lord of all the lands he surveys, greatest among all Steves. I want to introduce <laughs> you guys to the most humble man who has ever lived, Steve
2: Ball. How are you going, Steve? I'm great. <laughs> what an intro. Oh I didn't write that for myself at all. <laughs> so humble. <laughs> I literally messaged him this up.
1: I was like, Can, "What do you want me to say about you?" And he wrote back with that. And I was like, "That is the best thing I've ever read." That's the greatest intro anyone's <laughs> given us. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna have a chat to Steve about his fatherhood journey, um, and most of all, like being a father of six. Holy shit, that's um something else. So we're excited, pretty excited to. Yeah, parodate, I, huh?
2: I've learned to juggle, which is interesting. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: physically or emotionally, both. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, but first, we'll mm-hmm. kick it off, I reckon, with a joke. Do you bring a joke, Steve? Yeah, my so my eight-year-old, his favourite joke that I tell him is, how do you make a pool table laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Tickle its balls.
3: <laughs> you say that as I'm just having a mouthful of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Archie Rose, by the way, the... Um, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah totally drop Tried their, oh. um, their new one. I can't even remember the name of it, whatever. I'm I don't know. Sure I was that. just trying to make that one last a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Little sip,
2: little sip,
3: little sip. Uh,
1: what, what, a rich, what do rich people say when they're tickling their baby? Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, that's good. Um, why did the chicken cross the road? Why? To get to the other side. Oh, sorry. Can we cut that one out? I fucked it. <laughs> 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 I'm like, is this the joke? <laughs> no, no, no. All right, here we go.
1: <laughs> that's staying in yeah.
3: why well, the chicken cross the road oh to get to stupid's house knock knock
4: who's, who's there? the chicken <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> clever girl how does a penguin build a house yeah. it glues it together <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> oh. All right, that's uh, let's, that's enough of that. Next segment. Now we've warmed you up to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to along. A, a big episode. Moving along. Um, Steve, you mentioned before about Bearded Villains. Could you elaborate on that one for the listeners, give it a bit of a plug?
2: Yeah, so um, I'm the captain of the Queensland chapter of Bearded Villains. Bearded Villains is the largest um, beard club in the world. If you're on Instagram or Facebook, you can give them a check out or you can look up um, the beardedvillains.com web- website for the um, yeah, you know, for the general website, um, and there's a link on there to look up for each chapter. Yeah. Um, so the Bearded villains is essentially just a bunch of hairy dudes who want to make the world a better place, um, and through um, you know, brotherhood and family, and just really being there for each other. Like I think it's it's really rare for for dudes to be able to, um, especially in this day and age, to be able to be vulnerable with each other. Um, and with the villains, like, I've, I've found I've found people that I classify as my closest friends in the world. I've sat with them and cried after, you know, a marriage breakup. Mm. Um, I've, I've laughed at the stupidest shit ever with, with them. Um, you know, so the, this whole ray of, of, of emotions and I've, you know, lived a life with these guys. And, like, I've only been in the villains for, like, six years. Mm. Um but you know, I couldn't think of people that I that I could think of as being closer.
1: So we t- we talk quite a quite a bit about men's mental health on the on the pod, and it's so good that all these groups that we didn't know about are just coming yeah. out of the woodwork. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's was, a massive shout out. I was out. looking
4: at the, the mission statement and the values and things. Yep. So it's family, charity, loyalty, respect, and brotherhood. Yep. But it definitely also comes across as being very inclusive, no matter like what type of bloke you are.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the so the the whole point of bearded villains is it's bringing together any type of any type of person um, who is bearded. So if if there is um, ladies with beards, a hundred percent. You know, um, a, a a trans man who who's who's bearded, a hundred percent. We would welcome them into the Queensland chapter in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, you know someone who's non-binary as long as they got a beard like you know my mum could grow a sick beard <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd invite her along <laughs> um, <laughs> what about for unbearded friends who can't grow a beard yeah like it's most, like the most of up. us <laughs> no, like, like the three of us I mean our facial of hair. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well so so the thing is with that so you with the with the journey with the villains you, w- you wouldn't ever go beyond being a supporter but you could always join and be a supporter and come, come and hang out with the guys and talk shit and drink beer like you know so I do it anyway, so it's really it's really I'm sitting around drinking beer and I invite people around. Yeah, um, perfect. But, <laughs> um, but yeah for for those who, for those who aren't um, who, who aren't bearded or can't grow a beard, there's always that opportunity to join as a supporter. Yeah. Um, and for the for ladies, there is the bearded villains queens, um, which is for yeah obviously you know any woman who um, wants to um, I suppose support the villains.
1: Nice, sweet. Yeah. That's so cool.
2: that's
4: unreal. Welcome back, Camo. Thanks. I wasn't sure how long I was going to take off, but it turns out like a week of Pat leave. I'm like, get me out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so I've got a few things lined up. I've got to go and do uh, educate kids educator in the day uh, in kindy. So I get mm. to stay for the whole day, which is really exciting. I cool. was awesome. very excited about that for next week. Um, but I've also got a whole list of different jobs, most of them involved. You know, bunning strips and things yeah. like that so each day as long as I'm knocking something off yep. I'm, I'm kind of keeping busy and keeping happy because you know what it's like with the newborn there's not a lot you can mm. really do mm. you want a drink of water want a cup of tea you good <laughs> still feeding yeah cool so <laughs> I'm going uh, Bunnings <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but I was the list was from from my wife so oh, keeping okay. her happy as well yep. yeah. um, today I painted a kid's table and chairs rainbow colours so that kind of took oh cool the, the day there you yeah. go so um, no it's going really well he's Pretty cruisy uh, and compared to the other two so far, the easiest one, the quietest one. So uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could, I think maybe the third has to be a little bit chill and maybe you can let us know what the sixth <laughs> has to be like. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I can
2: say my, my third is my wildest. Oh, uh, wow. He's, yeah, he's 17 and not living at home um, and is smoking weed every day. And You said he was um, crazy. He's alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. No, so he he's a mullet and, and he's an Eshe. So oh, no. okay. yeah, you broke like, it. Yeah, yeah. It's all right, yeah, yeah. Dropped it on the head, dropped it on his, on his head one <laughs> not too many. Um, um Yeah, like he he's a good kid, honestly. Mm. he's he just yeah, gone down a bit of a dodgy path. But but yeah, right. Yeah. I think it's just it. Every kid's different, you know. Yeah. Like my my eldest looks like looks like a Hensworth, and it's disgusting. And obviously, doesn't get it from me. Doesn't get it from his mother either. Wait a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he really looks like me. It's ridiculous. He's six um, and then my my daughter is like she's nineteen, and I couldn't wish for someone who was. More gentle and loving and caring, and the perfect example of um, how how I believe a young lady should be. Perfect. And so for me, for you know, growing up with all my kids growing up, it's been that thing of me going, you know, I want to treat their, teach them how they want to 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 treat people how they want to be treated. Yeah. So that um, my boys have always learnt to t- to treat their sister in the way that they would expect a future girlfriend, wife, or whatever to be treated, and my daughter. Would expect the same, yeah. so but also you know vice versa, um, and so you know Harmony, Harmony and I used to go on like daddy daughter dates. So I taught her what date what dates should look like, mm. um, and you know so all of that sort of stuff. And so then I've got um, two stepsons, Oscar and Felix, who are really really cool dudes. Um, well, to me, both super nerdy in their own ways, which is perfect. Right up your alley. Um, <laughs> I've got Dragon Ball Z tattoos on my leg <laughs> so. um, and Deadpool shoes on. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, and so Oscar's Oscar's like this really eclectic, really cool guy that uh, he's um, fourteen and just really starting starting to discover himself, and it's really cool to be able to see that. Mm. Um, and Felix is like this really sporty kid, really funny, um, both into gaming. And I hate gaming so much. Um, really? Because, you know, I love lifting heavy things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to I used to love gaming, GTA yeah. and speaking shit to people online all the time. Yeah. Um, but when I was, because I was 205 kilos at my heaviest, um, when I was that big, I was, that, all I could really do was play video games. But now I don't have to do that. I would rather lift heavy things yeah, and run around right. and annoy my kids all yeah, day. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, that's cool. And then my youngest is eight. His name's a Um, Not named after the shit metal band. Um, I was gonna say that's never ending. <laughs> is that never ending? Story? Never ending story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you are a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's outstanding.
1: Um, well, I've I've got a little bit of a, a story. Speaking of all the um the challenges of being a parent, so you know how you get Lego, and it's just. No matter how much you follow instructions, once you've put it together, if it breaks, you're not putting it back together, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. So I this is sort of it was I was tossing up whether to make this the shit that story of the week, but I was I've got another one, so I thought I'd just throw this one in. Um, the missus decided to so my Mister Seven got uh, like a massive aeroplane. I'll put the the photo on the socials of the the finished product, but it's a massive aeroplane. It's probably a foot and a half long, and it's like. The perfect model, like even inside when you open it up, it looks like a freaking airplane. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. But he obviously broke it with his friends, like playing with it. It's just smashed into a million pieces. And we were just like, well, it's going in the too hard basket. Have fun with that. Um, Anyway, the missus decided that she wanted to get involved and um, put it all back together to keep all his big expensive model sets like separate so they can't touch them and stuff. Um, Eight hours and a saw back later, (laughs) she got it done. Wow. Where I went wrong is I didn't support her at all throughout that entire eight hours. I stayed well away from it and I told her from the first minute if that box of Lego gets upended on the the living room floor, I will not be lifting a finger. (laughs) Fair warning. I've given you plenty of warning. It's not happening. And I stuck to it. All day I watched her struggle. It was glorious. And I felt I, I didn't feel bad at all once. But she got it done. Fair dues to her. Taught the kids some morals. What was it morals, a word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. determination. So. Determination, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, fair play to, play to her. Yeah. Put it back together. Wow. Oh, yeah. And because, and she started at, because you know how you like don't know where to start when you're putting something Lego back together? You're like, oh, yeah. do I start on page nine? No, I'm just going to start from the start. You have to. Yeah. she started from, pull it all apart, yep. separate it. 100%. And she, so she did that. She started from page one and Sifted through, so what ended up being four full tubs of Lego upended on our living room floor. Wow! Sifting through it, she was even even sorting it into colors to making it to make it easier to to go through. And I was just in awe the entire time. I was just like. So
4: they're up up high away from
1: the other kids now? Yeah, totally. So did all the pieces
3: get mixed in with the regular day-to-day Lego too? Yeah, or
1: as as Mr. Five calls it, the boring Lego. (laughs) So seven or eight, I can't remember, beers later, I was sitting there just applauding (laughs) in between... Sets of the, the footy. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you miss the
4: six. All Lego's pretty boring now too.
3: No uh, regrets. Uh, eight.
1: Oh, <laughs> we're like, only
4: just dabbling in Lego now. It's not really Lego. It's the Woolworth stuff. Oh yeah. The farm stuff. Kids love it. They do. I'm, like within two seconds of how I created a little farm for them. Okay, how good is this? They're like, cool. Destroyed. Yeah. am <laughs> like,
1: uh, all right. Whatever. Just chuck it in this box. <laughs> yeah, that box will get upended in four years to put it all back together. <laughs> Chuck it in this
3: box that goes to the bin without yeah. knowing. Where yeah. do they go? I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're somewhere.
1: We did that with five boxes of Bunnings Lego, because oh. this lady was handing them out for free on the oh, way out one yeah. day, and then all the kids got a box. And we all, of course, had to put it all together. And then we'd already got two boxes from the mother-in-law as well. So we're just all sitting at home. I'm like, what are we d-? like? I did a declutter one day, and I was like, mm. the first thing to go is those stupid effing Bunnings Legos. I'm surprised your mister didn't take them to school and give them to the kids so, like, they to like, that to chill out.
2: Yeah.
3: Over there, off you go.
1: No, that's the plane that she took eight hours to put together. Yeah, that's right. Now she's <laughs> taking it and smashing it. The go! Put it, for it together. It. Oh, no, but how good is throwing out shit? Oh, it's good. Oh, right. it's, it's good for the soul. Hey, <laughs> oh. yeah. I
4: love it. Yeah. My uh, mother-in-law's a hoarder. She's the opposite. Yeah. She's like can't believe when we just like throw something out. She opened the bin the other day. She's pulling out the coffee cups. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we got new ones, so like all these ones we've had for ten years. Yeah. We don't need them anymore. She's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with these. Like, yes, but we don't need them. So where would
3: you like me to put them? Yeah. Like, do you want me to go donate them to yeah. sit on a shelf yeah. or go into their bin? Because that's what they're going to do with them. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Crazy hoarders. <laughs> but while we're on that, stop what you're doing. Oh. Go and click follow oh. where you're listening to this episode. And if you're feeling a little extra nasty, leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcasts. Don't forget, if you want to add value to your house with your bot out, follow Anytime Fitness
1: Griffin and Black Property Group right this minute. Nice. Now, it's taken 15 minutes, but we're going to bust straight into your fatherhood yarn.
2: (laughs) Okay, so my youngest is very much a version of of me. Um, And he went back to his mum about two weeks ago and said, Mum, Dad said, if someone picks on me, I can punch them right in the face. (laughs) And she called me up, yep. and she's really angry. She's like, "Did you tell a you that if if he if someone picks on him, he can punch them in the face?" And you know, I, I fixed up you know what I actually the intent of this the story. And she goes, "You probably shouldn't teach him to teach him that it's okay to hit people." I'm like, "You know what? Nah. If someone's if someone's hurting him, give him a good flogging." You know what happened? His big sister annoyed him later that day. Oh. <laughs>
1: So guess, guess,
2: guess who gets a phone call? Another talking to, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the other told you so, yeah, yeah. Oh, far
1: out. I bet you yeah. gave her a good listening to as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. She 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 really felt that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon we start from the start. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah.
4: Can you tell us about your family? I guess you you've mentioned briefly the six kids, but yeah, give us the the you know the story of your life from the beginning, really, and from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and how you you know you kind of became a father.
2: Yeah, sweet. Um, so I grew, I grew up in a um, single mum household in um, north side of Brisbane in uh, Caboolture Morayfield area. So, you know, I, I, I still have more teeth than everyone there, um, <laughs> the whole town. Um, and um, so I really, my, like what the memories I do have of my biological father are pretty terrible, to say the least. Um, you know, he was, a, he was an abusive alcoholic and that's all I really remember, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he disappeared for 10 years. So when I was about no, eight years, when I was 10, um, and then turned up on my 18th birthday to ask me if I'd like to be part of AMWay. Oh, I'm not shitting you. Oh. No. So I kicked him down my mum's stairs. Yeah, good. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparta kick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is more field. Go <laughs> on, get. Um, <laughs> and um yeah haven't haven't seen or heard from him since yeah good um but I grew up with this whole thing I shared in the the dad's community thing on Facebook that you know I grew up without knowing what it's like to, you know what it meant to be a dad right um without learning any of the dad things I was I was this I was the nerd at school who was into musicals I still love musicals um you know um science sci-fi comics you know so you know the ladies' man. <laughs> you were drowning um, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, being the only straight guy in dance. There you go. it oh, Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, smart. I didn't. That, that, I didn't think about that. When,
1: <laughs> but, I was only on the sound crew, but <laughs> yeah.
2: no, no, no. I was doing dance. Nice. Um, and it was spectacular. <laughs> um, I think you made and, it fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I grew up with this whole thing of you know, like my mum, like she's a very strong, opinionated lady, very much a hoarder. Like you, t- <laughs> wow, um, story I can tell you about that one. Um, and so, I grew up with this whole thing of not knowing what it was like to be a man, not you know, let alone a dad, right? Um, and. So I ended up in my later teenage years with some really cool um, mentors who were, they were my youth pastors in a church that I was going to, um, who are two, still now two of my closest friends in the world. Um, They respect the fact that I think the church is shit. Um, And um, they, you know, they know, but they've seen, they taught me what unconditional love was. You know that that dad love that I, I didn't understand. That. like I, I what my mum what my mum gave me, but not that you know dude to dude. It's okay to hug. It's okay mm-hmm. to cry. It's okay to feel emotions and express them. Um, and so then from there, I ended up. I married my first girlfriend in youth at, at the end of youth group when I was 18. So I was, I was 18 and, and, and she was, and she was like, I like you. And I'm like, I like you too. So then she got pregnant. So we got married. Um, <laughs> I'm going to live forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, I was like, that's what Jesus loves um, <laughs> Do the right thing. Um, so we got married and um, um, you know, so it was so it was so on the eighth of August two thousand and one I'm sitting there and my little my, my 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 eldest fella was born and he was you know the size of my forearm and I looked I, I looked at him and before that moment I had no idea what it meant to be a dad the, the, when I the, the when I first looked at him I knew that I'd give up my life for him yeah. I knew that I would do anything for him and I would do absolutely everything I could to make him the best possible man that I could that I, that I could do. And if that meant getting him around other dudes who knew, who knew shit about stuff that I've got no idea about, like cars, I'd do that. And now the dude's obsessed with cars. Yeah. Um, do you reckon that would have changed if you didn't have those pastors in your life? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I well think, you wouldn't have
1: met the the church girl, obviously. But. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I, I, I think um, I probably wouldn't have... Thought about it in the same way, yeah. Um, because I had these these two guys, like Craig and Dave, who really invested in me, right? Who they saw that like I was just this hurting kid, like I, uh, you know, I I was just I was angry at the world. I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to go to youth, but you know there was hot girls, um, <laughs> and it was. They, they, saw, they saw the fact that I was just this hurting, hurting kid and really invested in me in, in the way that, you know, you'd hope youth pastors would, right, mm-hmm. um, and taught me a lot of valuable things about tolerance and love and community and, um, you know, I suppose a lot of the foundational stuff that, I, that I've kind of built myself on as a social worker. Um, And the way I support people and what I do for work and the way I am with the villains. So it's all of that. That's, that's where I learned that foundational stuff. So Mm. I don't think I would, it would have been the same because what I learned from them was, was stuff that is the foundation of a lot of my core beliefs. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily around, you know, the church and stuff, but just as As a a guy, yeah. um, As a person, um, as a parent. um, Yeah. Cool. So, so that's the, the first child? That's the no, first that's, child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, then then what happened? <laughs> so A couple of years later, I was blessed with this amazing little girl who was, her first three years, she was that stereotypical, you know, that little girl with curl in the middle of her forehead? Yeah, it was like, you know, when she was yeah. good, fantastic. You pissed her off? <laughs> <laughs> it was like... This is like the bitch switch flipped, right? <laughs> um, and like even now, there's times where she will turn around and like you know, she has this this thing where she she won't get people straight away. She'll wait until it's like one of those things where it's going to really inconvenience them and it's really funny to her. <laughs> it's possibly something she learned from me. Um, and like she purposely the other week took away all of the. Um, Charging cables from all of the boys. Oh, that's um, so dark. Lap, laptop, Ugh. PlayStation controller, <laughs> phone <laughs> cords. It took them away. Fuck, she's a, she's a villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wow. Wow. That's Evil awesome. genius, I would say. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a awesome. genius. Yeah, every, every now and then it's really weird. Like, she, I, I hear this. Little <laughs> <laughs> um, legend. And then, yeah, then um, a couple of years later, um, Eli was born. Um, and Eli was like he was this kid. He he had all the, all these health issues when he was when he was little. Um, he nearly died four times um, oh, wow. from um, like it's called it's called bronchiolitis. So um, it's a precursor to asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I was in the ICU with him numerous times over the first four years of his life. Um, and then um, when so he was. Just before he turned two, I was when I became a full-time dad by by myself with you know these three kids, and I'm like, okay, here we go, let's do this, this as is I, life now, <laughs> right? Well, I was working three jobs. I was a bouncer in the valley. I was working 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 in social work, um, managing um, houses for a disability service and youth um, um, youth support service, um, as well as um, I was. Working, doing personal security stuff for an owner of a club in the valley, um, and so this is where you learn to spar to kick people right. Is no, <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, no. I learned that before that, yeah, yeah. and then when when, when I was a, when I was a bouncer, I learned how to do it harder. Yeah, cool um, love <laughs> it. This time, throw your hit, and um, so then I, I had to give up all my night jobs because I had kids by myself. Yeah. Um, And I wasn't going to sit there and rely on my mum and my sister to come and look after them. My kids needed their dad. Um, And I think that for me, because I didn't have my dad and then now they didn't have their mum, my thing went to that my default is my kids need their dad. Um, And so their whole lives, it's just like I was talking to my daughter the other week about the fact that I um, think about like when they were really little um, and I was living off, you know, Disability disability support worker wage of like you know only like twenty two hours a week or something um, to pay rent bills and all that sort of stuff for you know myself and all the kids that I made sure they were fed and they had everything that they could ever need and if that meant that I that meant that I was living on noodles that week or baked beans that week that's what I had and I was I was just telling her about that the other week and she goes I didn't realize you sacrificed like that and I said I, it's not a sacrifice darling no. it's called being a dad yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes, no, but other people would see that as a sacrifice. I said, I don't think uh, it's, it's not to me. It's just not. Um, and so I don't know, about a year and a half later after, um, Eli was born, um, I met a Treyu's mum, um, and Jess was the complete opposite to my first wife. Um, she was this loud, boisterous, um, super opinionated, um, amazing woman who came into my life and loved my kids the way my kids needed to be loved. Mm. And I fell for her in seconds. Oh, yeah. And when I met her, she had a seven-month-old daughter, Jordana, who the moment I met her, I was her dad. That was it. In my head, I'm, I'm your dad. And the whole time Jess and I were together, Geordie was Geordie was my daughter and I love her, love her very, very much. And I still, too love, still love her too today. Mm. Um, unfortunately through, um, you know, Jess and I broke up, was that four years ago? Um, through that breakup, there's been a fracture in that relationship because, you know, kids shouldn't have to choose. No, of course they don't. Right? No. So yeah. I, I made that tough choice to go, you know what, I'm not going to fight for, you know, for that because... Um, so not my place to. Or? Well, not that it's not my place to. Just that she shouldn't have to be felt feels like she's in the middle. Yeah, right? cool, right? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, two thousand and fourteen. So we got married in two thousand and twelve. Two thousand and fourteen, Atreyu was born. Um, and through between 2009 and and nine and two thousand and fourteen, we had five miscarriages. Um because uh, Jess we found out had um, has endometriosis. Mm. Um, and but, but she was she's you know she said I want I want to have another baby and so we went through that. Um, and so I learned about endometriosis. I did joined all the different different forums and stuff, um, hopped on Reddit and learned learned some things and um, And then you learn about endometriosis after that. And, and that's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so I learned to support her the way I could. Um, and through all of that was, you know, I, ne- I started, I neglected my health. I neglected my mental health and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And, um, you know, I was working as a, um, a social worker, uh, taste manager for a company called Bravehearts, um, where I'm, I actually support adults who were abused in um, institutional care mm-hmm. um, as kids. Um, but I neglected my own mental health, neglected my self-care, neglected, you know, all of that stuff. And I got up to 205 kilos. Um, and then when like, Jess and I broke up, I realized, well, shit, my kids need me. And I'm 205 kilos. I can't do anything right now. Um, I can, I, I could, I couldn't even walk a hundred meters at that point. Right. Um, and I spoke to a few people and one of my friends um, suggested talking to, to a doctor about uh, weight loss surgery, about having you know gastric sleeve or bypass or mm-hmm. something. Um, so I met up with um, a surgeon and we spoke about it and I came to him with my list of questions. And, he, and I, said, I said, I've got questions, but if you tell me what, um, you, know, what you want to tell me um, and if I've got any further questions, I'll ask you. And this guy is um, Reza Adib, who is Anastasia Palaszczuk's uh, partner now. Um, and I sat down with him and he goes, he goes, well, I can tell you one thing. If you don't have the surgery, you'll be dead in two years. Jesus. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my BMI was 72. Um, my blood pressure was, um, 200 on 160. So hypertension, like extreme hypertension. Mm. And I was 30, I was like 39. Um, and my resting heart rate was 210 beats a minute. My resting heart rate, well, right now, it's probably up a little bit, but it generally sits. I was really proud the day it came to 69. It was my favourite thing. <laughs> I a photo of it, I sent it to hey everyone. Yo. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, then one of my mates was like, was like, yeah, try to get it up to 420 now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll call your mum. <laughs> I wish I had that sound effect of still. I'm brown chicken. Yeah, so, and so over the last, what, three and a half years, so I've lost 115 kilos. Um, and I now can, you know, I run around with my kids. I'm, I'm present in their life. Um, you know, I try to do my best for them. Sometimes we have massive arguments, and it's amazing because, you know, they're my kids, so they're fiery. Um, and, but it's, there's that unconditional love, and mm. one of the things that um, I've always taught my kids is, there's, is that there's nothing so there's nothing so yucky that we can't talk about it. You know, and that's one of the things that you know Bravehearts teaches kids in the schools and stuff when they go around and teach them about personal safety. And so I've, by default, I've always done that with my kids. Mm. Um, and you know, I had a moment about eight. Years ago, where Harmony disclosed that she was sexually assaulted by her um, or her mother's partner, and the mm. one time that she's, you know, one of the five times that she'd seen them, um, in in that, and so you know, but the she's she, and she said to today that you know the reason she came forward is because she knew that she could and mm. she knew that it was a safe place to come and talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, there was not, the police couldn't do anything about it because it was historical and she couldn't remember enough, enough details and that's the unfortunate side of the legal, the legal system with that. Um, but she knows that she told me and that I believe her. If the rest of the world doesn't believe mm. her for whatever reason, she knows that her dad believes her. Yeah. And that meant, that's meant that, you know, for everything else that's come up for her in her life, she knows she can come and talk to me. And through that with my boys, they've learned that they can come talk to me about everything and anything, you know, their mental health, their relationships, um, you know, someone someone deciding deciding to try and pee on them while, while, while they're in the trough in the, in, in the bathroom. That was a tray you a, like, a, like less than a month ago. Just came in. It's like, Dad, I was, I was I was I was in the toilet and um, I can't remember the name of the other kid. Came up next to me and he, he started peeing and then we started doing a sword fight and then and then he <laughs> laughed. And he turned around and he peed on me and he thought it was really funny. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Not, that's, uh, like, I'm uh, like, yeah. Sort of abuse, kid. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yep. And he goes. He goes, oh, yeah, but, you know, it was funny. So I peed on him back. <laughs> <laughs> and the world was restored. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was no longer an issue. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, th- th- wh- how did you react to that? I just laughed. Really. Yeah, cool. You know, you perfect. Know, what, what, what
2: else was I going to do? The perfect dad reaction. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Most of the time, my kids tell me the stupid shit that they say and do, and all I'm going to do is laugh. I'll, I'll laugh with them, laugh at them, laugh beside them, laugh towards them yeah. as long as I'm laughing. Um you know, it's, I think one of the things that I tell my kids that every, everything in life's about shits and giggles. Yeah. Right. If it if, if it doesn't give you the shits, it should give you the giggles. And, <laughs> uh, and, and and some and sometimes it sometimes it sometimes it can do both. Yeah. They're the they're the right laughs. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Definitely. Mate, you you've spoken about heaps of challenges, Steve, that in your life, um, and then as your dad's life until, You know, we've been a dad. But what about challenges in creating the bonds that you got with your kids? Did you – have you found challenges? And uh, how do you find – like, and then how do you make the quality time
2: with six? Yeah. So um, so creating the bonds is something that um, – I think it's a personality thing for me. Like I'm a pretty personable person. Um, so with my kids, it's always been that I've shown them that they're number one. Um, you know, through everything that's happened in, in my life that – you know, they're the reason I make the choices that I make. And sometimes they might not like those choices, but there's there, there's there's reasons for it. And I'm also always open and transparent about it, um, obviously within reason, because sometimes it might not be appropriate for certain ages to learn certain things. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me with my kids has been trust, mm, yeah. you know, that I trust them to tell me the truth and to always, you know, do the right thing and vice versa. So it's that thing that even from very little, everything that I was teaching them, it was about it. it was about that trust. It was about it was about how how are we how are we uh, communicating effectively? Um, and it's probably why my kids can talk your ear off. Um, but you know, for me with them, it's about the fact that no matter what, you can tell me. Um, and if you if like I just I had a conversation with my with my eldest Caleb the other week. Uh, last week, where I where I said to him, you know, he he came in. He was t- he was t- talking to me about something quite significant significant going on in his life, um, and I started replying back, and I and I stopped, and I said I sent uh, and I deleted what I was saying. And I said, Caleb, do you just need to vent, or do you want me to give some dad advice? And he goes, um, Can you just hear me out? And if I if I want your advice, I'll ask. Like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's right. fair. Um, because I've respected them like that. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes as dads, as dudes, we get into this thing of, you know, we want to fix everything, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've got a, tw- you know, he's 21, you know, he's, he's got a relationship with a girl that he, Freaking loves, um, but like every young relationship, you know, they go through stuff, right? Yeah. And so he's, you know, it comes to me about stuff with that, stuff to do with finances, stuff to do with work, stuff to, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, you know, dad, I feel like I feel like I'm a failure, this sort of thing. And I'm like, dude, I can tell you 100% that in 10 years' time, you'll turn, you're going to turn around and look at yourself and go, I wasn't a failure. I was a fuck up, but I wasn't a failure. Mm. Um, you
1: know,
2: it's, you know, because when you're younger, you make mistakes, mm. and you know I think we, you know we were talking in the in chat the other day that you know we we learn things from by, um, through trial and error, and I had always thought that because I didn't really have a dad around that I learned being a dad through trial and error, I didn't even think until the chat the other day that mm. actually every other dad does the same thing. We just don't realise it. We've just got a um. Mrs. telling us what to do in the background as well. Yeah, <laughs> there's a fair yeah. bit of error. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more error than yeah trial for sure. Um, yeah. so yeah, so for me, that's the the challenge for me has been the times where I felt that I failed my kids, where I've not yeah. been able to tell them the whole truth about something for whatever reason, um, or where they've out and out lied about something. Yeah. Um, or like you know, I've got you know Eli who's gone pretty off the rails at the moment. He's sorting himself out and stuff, but like you know, you know when you know when your kids make what you would think to yourself now as a mistake, you can't help but turn around and think, you know, where where have I screwed up as a dad? Mm, Yeah. Um, You know, without and you know, it's okay to feel like that. Mm. You know, it's okay to think to to think, you know, you know, have I done something wrong here? It's just their journey, though, isn't it? That's it. Mm. You know, for me, it's about. Like, like I've taught my kids, there's nothing so yucky that you can't talk about it. So if I feel like this, I should be able to turn to my mates and say, hey, you know, I, I feel like a real screw-up as a dad right now and this is why. Um, and like my mate Guy, like I turned to him, you know, was it was at 10 months ago when um, I had to have Eli removed from the house. Um, and I said to him, I feel like the biggest failure is a dad. And he said, but you prioritised every single other child in that house because of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And you loved Eli enough to make sure he went to somewhere where he was safe. You weren't yeah. just kicking him on the street. Mm. You than you're better than, a, better than a good dad. You're an amazing dad. That's good. Um, That's fucking th- good support. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And Guy's um, one of the dudes from the Villains. Yeah, cool. And it's just that, you know, for me, I've learnt that I can be completely raw and honest and the Villains has opened that up for me even more so. Yeah. Um, where you know when I went through my marriage break I sat there on a video called bawling my eyes out, not because like we we called the relationship because at when at the start of 2019, um, and just went you know what let's we don't let when let's not try and save this, you know if we keep fighting to try and make this work, um, we could become more and more toxic towards each other and towards the kids because that's what was starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um let's separate now, give us you know give it you know a couple of months or whatever to see how we go um because then at least then we can be amicable because we could all we, we, we're always good mates um and you know it's to today, you know I, I still turn turn to Jess and I you know I you know we're not close friends, but I, I know I can turn turn to her and tell her, you know oh this is something that's going on and there's no judgment about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's never that fight about you know well oh well, a Trey is with me, with me for you know this week and he's with you for that week you know if she needs him for something or I need him for something we have that we have that conversation there's never a fight about it that's healthy yeah yeah and it was because um, I think we were both self aware enough to come to the end and go you know what. We've both been through shitty breakups before, and had mm. parents break up, and gone through that. Mm. How can we do this in a way that's as healthy as it can be? It's never going to be great, and there's always going to be people who are hurt. Um, you know, and the kids are always going to hurt with that, right? But how can we how can we mitigate that risk? How can we minimize it? Um, and um, for me, when that that was all that all happened, and you know, we sat down, and we told the kids about it. I hopped into it, hopped into a video video chat, and I balled my eyes out. I'm like, I'm a failure. I failed my marriage. It's two marriages. Like, mm. like the, the the common denominator is me. Um, and that community, what supported you through that? Completely, mm. amazingly. Um, and the boys were like, you know, Steve, it's okay. Like, you can be vulnerable. Like, you know, it's okay to feel like a complete screw up. It's okay to feel as though you've failed. You know, talk through those emotions. Write, write it all out, and you know, walked One of the one of the other fellows in there is a psychologist, so he walked me through all the stuff that I would walk someone through anyway, um, and um, really helped me grieve the relationship to then grow. Mm. Um, mm. um, because you know, one of the things that um, that he said, which is something that I take on now, is the difference between, you know, you might feel as though you're being buried, but sometimes you're just being planted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you feel as though you're buried because you're covered in soil, you're covered covered in all this shit, and Mm. it's, you know, everything's dark and everything's horrible. In reality, you're being planted. And if I think about my life since then, like I've, you know, lost the weight that I've lost. I'm the fittest and healthiest I've ever been. Um... I'm the happiest I've ever been. I get married in June um, to a lady who is the most incredible person I know, like the most loving, incredible, wonderful person I've ever met in my life. And I never thought that I could be worthy of being with someone as amazing as Sarah. Like she just – I've never, never in my life. Um, How does she welcome the kids? She loves them so cool. much. Um, even like with the stuff that happened with Eli, where we had to remove him from the house, she's like she, it was a it was a scary sort of point mm. in time, right? When we had it was a pretty serious situation. We had to get the police and the ambulance yep. and all that sort of stuff. Um, but she still will she talks to him and you know, she loves she loves all of my kids, and That's I love so I, and I love her boys. Like they're just they're our kids. Yeah. And like if you see Eli and you saw Oscar and Felix and you put them all together, you'd swear they were brothers. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, you know, not just for their behaviour, but the way they look—they're all tall, skinny, dark hair. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was like, I didn't do any of this. Like none of them, none of them's mine. I've adopted them. Um, <laughs> so, they, um, but yeah, the, the 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 biggest struggles for me is that was the start of the relationship, right? Because you know you you have that that worry that you know I call us the anti Brady's because you know. <laughs> I'm I'm into I'm into really weird things like I love paranormal investigations and yeah. you know um, taxidermy and you know, <laughs> um, you know I. I, I've got I've got you know more nerd paraphernalia in my house than what most people ever would. I've got an original copy of Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, uh, which is worth you know more than my car. But wow. don't tell anyone. <laughs> Into a podcast, it's all right. No one no one no one lives that it, no one knows that I live in Morefield. <laughs> um, and um, you know so and I've got like you know. Yeah, I'm just I, I I love the weird and like the the weird um, eccentricities of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I it's and Sarah's the same. Like <laughs> when we, we when we started dating, I said I said oh I want to watch um, you know uh, this YouTube channel, and she's like oh okay, and um, we started watching it. And she goes you love paranormal investigations. I'm like I freaking love them. I'm like. Like, do I think most of it's bull? Yes. It's like wrestling. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it entertaining? Yes. So that, that, I'm good. It feeds the dopamine. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Um, and you know, but we've now gotten to the point that you know, we know we've got our own ghost hunting equipment. I've got a ghost hunting app. So I can. That's annoying. You know, you know, wow. um, I I I love going to cemeteries at night. Um, I know you just looked at me. You're like, a weird okay. dude, but <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. But I went on the um, the Port Arthur ghost tour, and I had and like oh, it was in winter, so I had this big staff around my neck, a big puffy jacket on. We were walking through the um, the penitentiary that's there, and I felt like this really warm feeling. And um, when we got back up into the cafe, I took my staff off and I had a big scratch around my neck. What? Um, and where I felt it was outside the cell of what was someone who was a convicted child sex offender. Oh um gosh. And I'm like, ah, huh, you know that I protect people, yeah, like yeah. Who've, who've had this happen. Um, Jeez, yeah, that's, that's deep. Holy shit,
1: That's um, fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, and like I, we did the, we've totally done the, the, um,
2: the Boggo Road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we we've done the Bogo Road ghost to uh the Tuong Cemetery ghost to her. Like I just I love it, man. Mm, it's. Yeah. Um, but I can't watch a horror movie to save my life. No, uh, wow. no. Nah, nah. That's gold. Cool. It's, it's
4: awesome to hear the story like obviously we speak to a lot of dads who are first time dads, yeah. you know, about to be, maybe they've got a couple. Um so very much in, you know, kind of the early earlier stages of life and kind of doing their trial and error, like you said. Um, but it's awesome to hear your perspective and you know, you've you've experienced so many things. Yeah. So it's been really cool just to hear that side of it and mm. the, especially now. Um, having come out of it, you know, the other side and like saying you have about to get married again, you've lost yep. all this weight, like you're in a really good headspace. So it's it's great for people listening in case they're in any of those different stages to yep. know that, you know, you can come out the other end too.
1: They're planted, not buried. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's sick. Um, I'd love to hear though, uh, you said how Sarah's kids have come in and they fit in really well. I know with the blended families, there's, there's no matter how well you get on, there's mm-hmm. always going to be clashes with um, like boundaries mm-hmm. because... Two different parents; they might have a lot in common, but parent completely differently, or they've got different ways of parenting that the other might not like as much. Do you have that issue at home, and how do
2: you sort of create those boundaries? So, for us, so with Atreyu, um, Jess and I parent the same, right? So, um, where Sarah struggles with um, with Atreyu is the fact that he's very bullheaded. So, and he will, if you ask him to do something, he'll 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 be he'll he'll just get up and do it. But you know. I prefer if if I fire someone to do something, they say yes. And so for me to make sure he's going to do it because he's a loophole kid, smart. Nice. Right? He'll <laughs> <laughs> be better when he's old. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, find the loopholes where where it's where it, you know, it doesn't inconvenience me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but so my 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 way with him is I is I'll turn to him, I'll tell him to do something, or I'll ask him to do something, and I'll say yes, Dad he goes yes dad and i'm like great you agreed go do it yeah and so i've taught sarah to do that with him so it's about i think it's about us having good solid communication Mm. um across both you know lots of houses and you know we've got three houses that we kind of talk across um and so for jess and i for the most part her and i kind of um interact how we need to um but for the boys um we've actually got a whatsapp group for the three parents so for for sarah Dan, uh, dan and myself um, which keeps us all on top of it. So, um, you know, if Sarah's busy and, um, and Dan sends a message, you know, I sit at a desk and talk to people all day. So if I see a message, I'm just going to hop up and just quickly, you know, reply to it. Um, it's alleviated his his anxiety. It's helped with their parenting relationship. Yeah. Um, and it's ensured that, yeah, you know what, we do do a lot of things different across both houses, but what we have solid is solid. Mm. Um. So you know, if there's a if there's been um, a consequence to something that's happened, that consequence carries across both houses. Both lots of parents know about it. That's good. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, it's uh, for, for me, any type of relationship, whether that's with your mates, whether that's with your family, whether that's with um, clients at work, with your partner, with your kids, with you know whoever, it's about it's about good quality communication. Yeah. You know, um, and and about. Speaking in the way that the person doesn't just feel like they're listened to, mm. they need to feel as though they've been heard. Because there's a big difference, and people don't realise mm. there's, there's a difference. Um, and when relationships break down, a lot of the a lot of the reason people end up breaking down, um, and you know, there's a lot of statistics around this, um, is that one person started not feeling feeling valued or heard. It's not that I've not felt listened to; it's that I've not felt heard. Mm. And so, one of the things that I do with Sarah, and I do with my kids, but more so so with Sarah, is I've learned how she communicates and how she likes to be communicated with. What's her love language, and how do, how does she express that, and how does she accept it? Because it's it's different. Mm. Um, and I communicate to her in the way that she communicates. So that way, when I need that back from her, she communicates to me in the way I need to be con- communicated with. You know, she expresses love to me in the way that. I, like, love expressed to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I've gone through two horrible marriage breakups to learn that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if anyone out there is listening to this, take that advice. It could save you. Third time's a charm. Right. Oh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shit's know, expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can imagine. Um, I just love how your, all, your, your main crux of the conversation has been um, creating trust Yep. like good communication and things like that. Open an open relationship with the kids, if you like, mm-hmm. where they can come to you with anything, mm-hmm. um, and you'll won't you won't judge them. It's a judgment free environment. Um, so I, I can imagine that when it comes to discipline, mm-hmm. you, there's not a whole lot of discipline happening, as in because you don't oh. you don't need to. Like it's not like a physical discipline. It's more like how do you how do you express discipline across six kids.
2: Uh, it's different. It's individualized. Okay. You know, you can't because for one kid it might you know you know one thing might work for another for another kid another thing might work. Right. So just get your daughter um, to take all the cables away for the electrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that works. Yeah. That will work on anyone. And yeah. I, and I told turn her, the Wi-Fi off. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Um, that's how you have a sixteen-year-old boy throw a remote control at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's oh, in the middle of G- he's in the middle of GTA and 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 and, he, and, he, and I've said dinner's ready. And he goes, he goes, fuck off, I'm not ready. Oh, oh, oh you are now. Yeah. Walked over. I just turned the turned the um the Wi-Fi off. Yeah. And he's gone, you're an F and C threw it at me. Holy shit. And I've turned around and he's realized what he's done. And he's realized I'm a lot bigger than him. <laughs> I was a lot, lot bigger back then. Um, and his face went white. And he's gone, I'm sorry, dad, sorry, dad, sorry, dad, sorry, dad, sorry, dad. And I've gone too late buddy <laughs> too late you did it how do you deal yeah. with that well so he had a six month grounding yeah wow um, but so the way I work grounding though, it's not just you don't you're not going out you're taking on everyone else's chores
1: oh that's oh.
2: good right so um, so at night time notes <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's well. To me, it's about it's about what's going to be effective. What are they going to remember? You know, like you can't belt kids anymore. Mm. So how 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 do how do you how do you convey that what they've done is not okay? How do you do that in a way that they're going to remember it and go on for the rest of their life to go? Okay, well, I know when I'm older, um, you know, the, there's consequences to my actions and choices. Um, you know, when they were little, you know, I, w- I was young and didn't know what I was doing. And you know, sometimes there is that thing where you know something happens and and, and they get a smack. You know that that you know that is just what happens. Yeah. You know, th- you know, I'm, I'm 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 a Gen Xer. Like you know, my my, my mum broke so many wooden spoons on me. <laughs> I, I I I had a, I had like this, you know, those masseur sandals. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I had one of them thrown at the back of my head once. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, um, My... Yeah, Mum chased me around around the backyard one time. My mum's like five foot nothing. <laughs> chased me around the back backyard one time with a shovel. I called her a bitch, and yeah. I'm not saying not an C. Well, imagine <laughs> yeah. if you call her that. Oh, I'll tell it's you been what, been a shotgun. Yeah, she would have just thrown the shovel. <laughs> um, but like she, my my like my my mum was that generation, right? Like and so, you know, and Gen X is Gen Y. It's like we had that growing up of like, you know, if you don't do this, well, you're going to cop a flogging. Yeah. Well, you know, that's not something that we do anymore. No. Um, so how do I make punishments memorable? When my kids used to fight when they were little, this is one, take this one. This one's great. I had a t-shirt called the Let's Get Along t-shirt. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wrote on it, the Let's Get Along t-shirt. They had to do chores, both of them wearing the one t-shirt. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Did it work? Every single time. Did they, did they have to learn to communicate instead of fight? Yep. Did the, did did it, did it generally have about 10 minutes of them? Don't do this. Oh, your arm's touching me. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Yeah. Was it funny as hell? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but it worked. Yeah, cool. Um, and so for me, it's about, you know, the consequence has to be something that they remember. So, you know, turning... <laughs> Turning off, turning off the Wi-Fi because you know he's in the middle of a game. Sweet, you know, you know, and, you know at, at that point, it would have just been no more games for the rest of the mm. night. Throw the controller at me, buddy. Yeah. Mm. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> Finish <him. laughs> you. Yeah. And, and so, and so, it is just that thing for me. So when it comes to consequences, my kids know, and they, my kids have always said, "Oh, you're you're really strict," and I'm like, "I'm like, you have black and white." So you have super happy fun dad or you have dad that comes down like a ton of bricks yeah. and I don't really do anything in between because why communicate anything either way mm. that way they know if they if they've messed up there's a consequence and there's a very different sort of thing and um, the best punishment ever if there's nothing you can physically do and it's one that you know every parent knows and every kid has had it said said to them at least once is you know what I'm not angry I'm just really disappointed but yeah. Mm. Classic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I said it to a tray you know, a little while back, and he goes, "Oh, oh," and then just started crying. Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> hits oh, yeah. deep. Yeah, uh,
2: oh. but all, in all the feels. <laughs> yeah. So to me, it's about um, when it comes to consequences for things um, with with you know discipline or whatever. It's about that child. What is it? What is it about that child that um, it's going to get that message across? Because mm. you know, you could have a kid who's autistic and um, you know, certain things like, um, um, you know, saying, well, well, you know, you don't have this for dinner or whatever is just going to be like, oh, well, whatever, I'll just eat whatever you put in front of me anyway. So it's about going, you know, what's what's the thing that's going to be mem- memorable for this, for, for this young person so that they know that what's happened can't happen again. Yeah. Um, that's you know, through a lot of, you know, frustration and yeah, yeah, yeah. times where I've not done that and I've ended up, you know, I've got a big voice, and um, you know, my neighbours three three blocks down have heard have heard me at the top of my lungs at my kids at kids at least once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, parenting um, when it comes to discipline is always about the child, and it's and it's about um, I never I try to correct myself I try to never make a decision when it comes to a punishment or a reprimand in anger yeah that's mm. good shout right I try I try to I try to never react I try to act so it's that okay something's happened unless I physically have to I have to react right there and then I'll take myself away yeah give myself you know a couple of minutes to cool myself down especially like you know teenagers are frustrating mm. and you know I'll tell you what especially like the teenage boys when they square up at you like you know, How many times does that happen? A few. Um, I had um, my my eldest went to take a swing at me once, and I grabbed his hand. I put it down, and I said, "That was your free one." Nice. <laughs> and he goes, "Free one." I say, "Yeah, next time I'll swing back." Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and never again. Yeah. It was, but it was that thing of going, you know, I've stopped you, and I've made you realise that, you know, I could hit you back, but I'm choosing not to. Mm. But, and, you know, did I, have, did I take myself away after that to come back and then, you know, calmly? You know that, you know that really like, scary, calm voice? I'm very good at it.
1: Mm.
2: Um, where I just I came back and I've gone, okay, so. Wait, can you do it in the scary, scary calm voice? In the scary, calm voice, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so we are going to sit down and we're going to talk about why you feel this way. Wow, you weren't shaking at all. <laughs> There's no vein in the forehead. Aren't yeah. No. Oh, geez. Yep. Oh. And so, would I then, when my kids um, have had those big emotional sorts of things, I, w- I want them to unpack it. I want them to be self-aware. Mm. Yeah. You know, but I'm. So, I think that's the social worker thing, though, yeah, right? Totally. Like, but um, I want them to know why they feel things. And but and, and if they don't know why, I want them to feel okay to to go. I don't know. Mm. You know and you know, you can say it to me like that. Mm. You know. Because there's times where I feel things and I'm like, I don't know why I feel that way. Sometimes I'm just angry. Hmm. You know, sometimes some, sometimes, sometime, sometimes I'm angry because I didn't get the cheeseburger I wanted at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, <gasps> yeah, yeah. It's beer o'clock and there's no beer. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, for me, it's about raising my kids in the way that they can be functional adults so that, through their lives like even my 8-year-old can cook right like he's not very good but he can cook <laughs> yeah, but he can make his own noodles he can make his own sandwiches he can he can cook sausages on on the on the stove with someone ne- next to him right um their whole lives it's about how can i have it so that when they're when they're when they're older they're functional you know they're not the best when it comes to budgeting but, you know, <laughs> neither am I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm still but, not. Right. <laughs> um, but as far as all this other stuff to do with um, and being adults in life, excuse me, um, I've instilled that in them from young Yeah, um, because, well, what did I want when I was a kid? You know, what was I missing? I didn't have a dad to teach me the things that I needed to know as an adult. Mm. I didn't. I'm really honestly, I didn't. I didn't respect my mum enough to listen to what she was saying. Mm. I blamed her for the fact I didn't have a dad for you know a few years as a teenager, um, and so I I learnt what it was like to be to be a, to be a man to be a dad from from um, Craig and Dave, um, and then for my kids I was like well. What do I? What did I? What was I missing? What did I want? Mm. And I've given that to them. That's perfect. Mm. Jeez, he's like a hairy,
1: tattooed <laughs> monk. <laughs> <laughs> so deep. <laughs> Dad, guru. Dad, guru. Dad, guru. yeah. No, that's Total awesome. Helmet. Dad, Mr. Yoda. Give <laughs> <laughs> it for the nerds. Dad, Yoda. Yeah, I love that, mate. That's so good. That's such an open mm. story. It, like, didn't really leave anything open to. Yeah, I could sit here and listen to you for hours. Well, I won't, but I could. Yeah, yeah. 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 definitely finish that bottle of whiskey.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, mate. No, that's really appreciate you opening up and telling us all about it. Because yeah, there's some things in there that I'm per- personally going to take home and trying to adapt. And that's why we do. That's why we do this. We talk to a lot of different dads to see their experiences, how they do it, to see if any dads listening can take something out of it, which yep. is really cool. So, um, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, it's all good. And um, yeah, I think. Do you guys have anything anything else you want to go?
4: No, I just no. appreciate the honesty and the openness. Yeah. It's been great.
1: It's unreal. Yeah,
3: to, to hear all of it, like the different sides of things, you know, your you ups, your downs and yeah. the in-betweens. It's made, It's been awesome. It's been raw, which has been great.
2: Yeah, and I think that that's the thing, right? Like for me it's about, you know, no one's perfect. You know, we, we all screw up and it's okay to screw up, but it's what what do you learn from that? yeah you know i've 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 lived i've lived with the thought that everything in life is a lesson or a blessing you know so in my marriages that i've had were both lessons and blessings um for different reasons but you know what what do you do with that lesson that's
1: that's good that's good life advice for to teach a young person as well
2: yeah see
1: well i think um we've left no stone unturned there (laughs) so do you maybe want to uh bring back something that we haven't done for a long time in the dad quiz all right steve so the quick fire how daddy you quiz goes for one minute we're going to give you a situation and you've got to tell us how the average aussie dad would react to that situation do you understand the rules of the game absolutely the one rule of the game yep just say it real quick too (laughs)
2: yep so yep Quick answer. Yep. First thing that comes to your mind. First thing thing
1: that comes to your mind, exactly.
2: Yep.
1: All right, here we go. You have one minute to
2: complete this challenge. You will begin in five, four, three, two, one.
4: When a dad ties down a load on the four-wheel drive or trailer, what is the throwaway comment that he makes?
2: Oh, yeah, she'll be right. Close. Mm. Yep.
4: Yep, all right. When your kid hurts themselves, what should you say to soften the blow?
2: Oh, (laughs) harden-up.
1: When your kid finds a coin down the side of the couch, what do you say? Oh, that's mine. (laughs) And when they're standing in front of the TV, what do you say?
2: (laughs) Your father's not a (laughs) glazier?
3: There it is. Oh, finally. Um, When they say they're hungry.
1: Ten seconds.
2: Well, go go make a sandwich and get me one too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And when the dad's finished mowing the lawn, working in the garden, what's the first thing he must do? Oh,
2: Get a beer. Yes.
1: That's good. And he's got a bit of time remaining too. Wow, you passed with flying (laughs) colours. Flying colours. I'll give you some other answers as well. So the tying down the load is obviously that's not going anywhere. Oh, that's not going anywhere. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. If the kid hurts themselves, should we cut it off?
2: Oh yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And uh, this is all trial and error answers, by the yeah. way. Mm-hmm. We're all about trial and errors being dads um, Coin down the side of the couch. It was good. Yeah, that's mine. Uh, don't spend it all at once. Oh, yeah, keep the change. Anything yeah. like that. Um, stand not a glazier in front of the TV. Yeah. That's yep hundred percent points on that one. Uh, when they say they're hungry, g'day hungry. I'm dad. Oh yes. Mm, yeah. And uh, obviously, you crack a beer or stand and admire when you uh, are yeah. when you mow the lawn. So you nailed that one too. You so. double
3: points if you do both.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's that's fair to say that's six out of six. Yeah, well, yeah, done. well done, mate. And uh, now I think it's definitely time for this. Dave, can you do your adaptation of this as well?
0: Shit dad stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's never change that. <laughs> Shit Dad Stories of the Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the time of the week where we, like I said before, we talk about experiences and uh, things that might happen that are lighthearted and... Uh, other dads can take away some <laughs> some good experience from. Mm-hmm. So um, we actually got one on the, the shit dad <laughs> share line this week, 07 30 40 95 45. Please get on board and leave a message. Uh, but this one came in and it was a good one.
2: Absolutely love what you're doing. Uh, just got a quick little shit dad story. Uh, if this is the wrong number, I apologize to whoever's <laughs> <laughs> get through it anyway. It's a good story. Um, yeah. The oldest is uh, doing his swimming lessons. He's, in the pool with his instructor, I've got the, the two, Mr. Two. In the other pool, we're playing around. And I found a ball. And I went, oh, put this under my legs and let it pop up out, out, under my bum and it slides up in the air. And Good show. So I'm doing that and I'm losing my balance a bit holding Mr. Two. I'm looking back at the ball and then I look back and I realise I've been holding him underwater for about three seconds. Oh, boy, comes out of the water. <gasps> and he's looked at the ball. Looked around. No one saw what I did, but I knew. <laughs> shit dad moment but the little fella's not scared of the water he absolutely loves it so carry on
1: how good is
2: that
1: <laughs> alright so that was uh, I didn't actually he didn't actually send a name in for that one oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's because uh, he's worried about running i uh, calling some random <laughs> 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 so cheers old mate that's a cracker um, but yeah 07 30 40 95 45 to anyone who gets wants to get involved and tell us a shit dad story because um, we're all about it here at the shit dad podcast, but um, before we get to you, Steve, I've got one that I want to say before I forget. Um, yesterday, because plums are in season again, so I thought to myself, oh yeah, I'm gonna punch a few plums. <laughs> having, uh, <laughs> yeah, three having a <laughs> as per uh, ha, having a four, five, and a seven year old. Um, you, you do have to tell them don't swallow the seed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for some reason, like natural selection is not an option in this case. Um. So I was said to, to Miss Four, don't swallow the seed. There's a big seed in the middle of that. Don't swallow it. Just like bite around it like an apple. And she's like, okay, yep, no worries. Disappears for like five minutes. I'm like, I thought nothing of it. I'm just like watching whatever I'm watching on the telly and spending quality time with her at that point of the day. <laughs> where I, was, I was just knackered and didn't want a bar of it. Um, and she, she's come back empty handed. And obviously I'm like, nah, she hasn't swallowed it. Where'd you leave the seed? It's in my belly. I was like, shut up, where is it? And she goes, it's, it's, feel, I feel it here. It's like in my heart. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no. oh. no. So she swallowed an entire plum seed. <laughs> Fair to say she was plum surprised. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so anyway, um, the wife got, got a whiff of it and she's like, as wives do, they get all panicky mm. and way more panicked than us, obviously, for some reason. And, uh, yeah, called 1-3 Health. Shout out 1-3 Health. Those guys are mm, fucking, yeah. at, like, Life heroes. Savings, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but they said, yeah, just, like, check the poos for the next two days. And I was like, yeah, i <laughs> will do that. Yeah, no dramas. Um, yeah, so check the poos for the next two days. That's my job. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, I said to the missus, I'm not sifting through shit. I don't care. <laughs> like, it'll come out and we'll know because she will be like yelling about a plum seed coming out of her ass. Because that, be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that is not going to be... That is not going to be a fun a fun poo-poo. So that's my shit wow. story of the week. Yeah.
4: That's a gift that keeps on giving. That's yeah. great. My <laughs> son said yesterday for the first time, we swear a lot, but for the first time he said, Fucking hell.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were like, Did you say it in context?
4: No, I don't know what. And Jess just said, just looked at me and goes, hey. And I was like, what? And he said, fucking hell. And looked at me and smiling. And so I know if we like laugh or if we do anything, he'll keep doing it. So yeah. I just go, I said, oh, we don't say that. I was kind of like yep. moved along yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Brushed
2: it off. So he hasn't said it since. So I was like, oh, God, don't my, you start. My, ex- so good. my ex-father-in-law had the best saying ever. Um, he was working on the car once and it was, and it was, it was, it just wasn't, we couldn't, he couldn't figure out what was going on. And I've gone, Oh, Darry, do you, do you know what's going on? And he goes, Yeah, the fucking fuck is fucked. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I've, 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 that one, that one's stored. That's correct. That's, that's freaking, forever in my mind. That's really good. Okay. So, probably my, my best one was when oh, Harmony would have been about five. Um, and her and the boys were, were, were running around out in the backyard and I decided that I would, you know, crack a beer, and let them run around. Hadn't mowed in, I don't know, a couple of months because, you know, it was winter and so, you yeah, know... Yeah.
1: To let that shit go.
2: Right. But um, didn't know that um, in the cubby house that we that we had out there that um, my little fella had um, pulled one of the planks off and she, she ran around... And had she'd stood on a nail, mm. she comes inside to me. He's like, "Dad, dad, 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 I've hurt my foot." I'm like, "Oh yeah, you'll be right." And yeah, she's walking with a paling still stuck. <laughs> no, I no, yeah, no, 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 no. no, wasn't that. I wouldn't have <laughs> noticed. Like, maybe. Um, and she goes, she goes, no, 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 I've I've really hurt my foot. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, it's all good, it's all good." And I'm there, like. I don't know what I was playing, like Mortal Kombat or something. It's <laughs> <that's> Tony Hawk. <laughs> um, and she goes, she goes, no, I'm really hurt, Dad. And I look down, and there's like footprints of blood oh, far from out, the from like in the back rumpus room. But it's oh. only one, so I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then I have a look, and yeah, she actually stood, and the nail had gone right through her foot. Oh, oh yeah. <sighs> So I then took it took it to the took it to the doctor, and the doctor said, "Oh, how did this happen?" And I told the doctor what happened, and without you know making me look like a shitty person. <laughs> and the the, the, doc, the doctor goes goes because he Doctor Thomasello knew us really well. Yeah. Goes, Harmony, was your was your dad with you when it happened? And, <laughs> and she goes, "No." And he, it took him five times to hear me. <laughs>
1: It was also five stubbies deep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's unreal. That's a cracker.
3: You raised a tough one though, walking all the way up those stairs. Oh, they <laughs> way them way hard in Yeah. You? what about you cam? I'm sure um, you've got plenty.
4: Oh yeah. So as you know, the Dolphins played their first uh NRL match recently. Mm-hmm. Uh was it yesterday? Um, they won, by the way, which is very exciting All four Queensland teams won, apparently Cam's our sport guy, he yeah. loves yes. sports Yeah,
1: He's um, a Dolphins fan, loves sports
4: Big Dolphins fan, yeah. game one, very happy um, <laughs> You can't even <laughs> pretend <laughs> properly <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, um, you know, I've been, I've been talking on the pod for a while around I'm going to support the team, going to get the whole family involved Going to get the kids involved, make sure everyone really cares about this The game, As soon as the game starts, my son walks over and he starts complaining, like, no, put on the dolphins, put on the dolphins. I'm like they like, they're literally kicking off now. There they are, look, there they are on my shirt, ready to go. And he starts yelling at me, I want dolphins. He thought that we we're going to watch dolphins on YouTube. <laughs> and so then I had to like pause the, or not pause the dolphins game, go away against, from the game. <laughs> against roosters on YouTube. <laughs> 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 I had show him some dolphins on YouTube for a bit to calm him down and then put uh, the game back on.
1: That's yeah. awesome.
4: That would be a pretty cool fight to see,
3: yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Thomas the Ruisas, but where's the fort? Is the fort of the sea? The fort on the land? <laughs>
4: so he gets it now. So next game, nice.
3: Look, mine, um, mine's come again on the weekend. Top weekends always. Um, we've heard that about kids following and I suppose copying what we say. But it, what's worse is when they. Copy what you say around their friends, and then that <laughs> friend comes and dobbs on them. So I was on the weekend, and I just said shit in the like for whatever reason in the in the kitchen. Little Miss Three was there, and and I'm like shit, and she's like right there looking at me, and I'm like shit shivers, shivers. Yeah, <laughs> and we we're out playing. Then went out the front, give the give the misses a bit of time by herself. They're both kids. Neighbors are out, and they off start playing. Next minute. He comes right home to me. Hey Dave. I'll said a naughty word. What? And then his mum's like, oh, don't dob, mate, don't no, like what what word? Like Ah, oh, She said shit like <laughs> so he yelled it across the neighbourhood I've got him to swear Whilst my daughter's like teaching him So top one He said
1: shitvers <laughs> it would have been, I would have been so much prouder yeah. If she had said shitvers, shit-vers.
3: Nah she probably just said This is a shit game yeah. <laughs> Where uh, are the actual dolphins? <laughs> I want to see this rooster packet
1: <laughs> Nah so yeah just
3: be careful Because it's not just repeating it in the house, it's repeating it to your (laughs) neighbours' kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's
1: super. Well, uh, yeah, that's Shit Dad Stories, not moments. Shit Dad Stories stories of the Week. Mm -hmm. No, I appreciate everyone being honest again. Same same to you, Steve. But does anybody have any final thoughts? Because that has wrapped up yet another episode. Episode 80. Can you believe it? 80 episodes pumping. What is it, two years now-ish? Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it's been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Feels like yesterday.
4: Yeah. No final thoughts from me. I'm just going to go home and get some sleep. Yes, sir.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm same. the same. It's like nine thirty, and we're all like ready for bed. <laughs> Fuck, how the mighty have fallen.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> only Monday too. <laughs> Fuck.
4: <laughs> we're, I, we're have to, I have to listen to my wife get up to the baby all night. That's so hard. That is <laughs> oh, hard. Oh, that is
2: tough. I, yeah. See, m- final thought for me then. So I, I, I always say to. Um, to uh um, my to my friends when it when when my exes were giving birth like you know giving birth's like super super painful my hand was so sore so <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you turn it down an octave
1: love yeah, <laughs> right. seriously up the gas yeah. up the yeah. gas <laughs> All right, that's it. That's it from me as well. So thanks once again, Steve, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, Great way to round out episode 80 of the Shit Dad podcast. And um, yeah, thanks for opening up to us. No
2: worries. Thanks Thanks for having me. me. Awesome. Cheers.
1: Have a good week, everybody.